UGA Football News presents today's sports report. On today's sports report, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. And now, here's your host of today's sports report, Chris Hall. Well, good evening. It is a Tuesday evening. Chris Hall here with you from uh, UGA Football News on Facebook and Instagram. It's been a while since uh, we've been with you for an uh, dog update on a weeknight, but we thought we would jump in here. In fact, my our producers have given me a stack of stuff here to talk about, and we have a lot to talk about, but I'm sure we're not going to be able to get to it all tonight. But uh, a lot of news surrounding the University of Georgia, especially the football team, of course. And so we'll be talking about that tonight. I hope you're having a good day today. I can tell you one thing. It was hot in South Georgia where we're located. I um, went, went somewhere to pick up something, and I got in my vehicle, and you know it's got that thermometer thing that'll tell you how hot it is on the inside and outside. And the temperature gauge on the outside was well over 100 degrees. It was hot in South Georgia. And if, in fact, I think most of the nation has had, um, you know, a pretty hot day today, pretty hot d- days the last few days, and it looks like it's going to continue. And uh, so there you go. But it is, I guess it's summer. Is it summer officially? Not yet, right? It, we haven't officially hit the first day of summer. But as far as the weather is concerned, welcome to summertime. I, I tell you, it's it's um, hot. And then we had a thunderstorm roll through, and the uh, the heat, the, the temperature dropped 25 degrees. <laughs> Just boom. All of a sudden when the, the thunderstorm came through, so... Uh, you know, it, it was that was refreshing, and it was good to get the rain, and so there you go. So that's our weather report for tonight. I hope you're having a good day. Hey, we're counting down the days. We're at, uh, what is it, 81? Is it 81 official days until uh, kickoff between Georgia and, and Oregon? I think it's at like 81 or 80 or something like that until uh, the kickoff at uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. On Labor Day weekend, on that Saturday, we're looking forward to that, of course, counting down the days. Can't wait to get uh, the uh, 2022 season underway and see Georgia repeat for a national championship. Why not? Yes, sir, why not? And uh, I think Georgia has the team. We'll talk about uh, what some of the prognosticators are saying about Georgia and their chances of winning the national championship in uh, just a few moments but let's get right into uh, some of the things we have tonight to talk about concerning the, the University of Georgia, our Bulldogs. Uh, first of all, uh, some news, some recruiting news from this week. Uh, Joshua Miller uh, lives in Virginia. He's a rising senior. He uh, plays high, sc- high school football for Life Christian Academy in Colonial Heights, Virginia. He is 6'5", 320 pounds. He's an interior offensive lineman. Yes, you heard right. 6'5", 320 pounds. Uh, he was a commit to Penn State University, to the Nittany Lions. But this week, he flipped over to the University of Georgia. And uh, he now says, hey, I'm a Bulldog. And he's coming to the University of Georgia. Uh, so um, good, uh, good deal. J- uh, Joshua Miller. He's a rising senior. He's now a commitment for Georgia. He's in the 2023 class. 
Um, and I saw this on TikTok. I'm not much of a TikTok kind of guy, you know, but it's, you know, I saw this on TikTok where they had this dude dunking a basketball. And you're talking about being able to move and jump and those feet being able to do, you know, what you want an interior offensive lineman, uh, his feet to do. I, it was quite impressive. Uh, so Joshua Miller, 6'5", 320 pound. He's the number 11 uh, recruit in Virginia, the number 43 interior offensive lineman in the country. Now he's a three-star, but the uh, the prospect is that that's going to be bumped up pretty high. He's, he's an underrated uh, recruit, according to uh, some of the recruiting services, and so it should be that that will be bumped up pretty good. We'll talk about where Georgia stands now as far as the, as far as the 2023 recruiting class is concerned in, uh, in just a moment. We'll, we'll take a look at that in, in just uh, uh, a moment. So a big get for the University of Georgia. You need the big hosses on that offensive line and that defensive line. Hey, Mickey uh, Wilbank, uh, Wilbanks, good to have you with us, and we agree. Go dogs, indeed. Um, so Joshua Miller now has made a commitment to the University of Georgia. It's also kind of interesting. He's on Instagram. Yes, isn't everybody. Instagram, TikTok, and all that stuff. And immediately after he made his commitment to the University of Georgia, uh, Joshua went on Instagram and he's, he gave a challenge. He said, Arch, Ar speaking of Arch Manning, and also somebody else. Who is it? Who is it? Uh, somebody else anyway. He gave a shout out to, hey, come to the University of Georgia. Let's get it together. Let's win a national championship together. So he gave a shout out and a challenge to Arch, Mil uh, Arch Manning and uh, somebody else. I forget who it was. So anyway, a big get for the University of Georgia. Joshua Miller, by the way, go on TikTok and see him uh, dunk a basketball. He's a huge man, but he can really get up there. Of course, he's 6'5", so he's got a head start, right, uh, toward the um, toward the goal. So a uh, good get for the University of Georgia. Everybody wants to know, okay, what's the latest news on Arch Manning? And, you know, it, it really hasn't changed, to be honest with you. Now, Manning will be going uh, to Alabama. He'll be making a visit to the University of Alabama this weekend. Of course, he was in Athens recently, made big news when he put on the um, all-white uniform uh, that uh, some of the prospects were, were wearing for their photo shoots and that kind of thing. Um, and, and all the reports are that Arch Manning had a great time in Athens, had a great visit. He loves Athens. He stated that himself. He says it's it's the best college town in America. So there's a lot of positive news about Arch Manning and, you know, is he leaning toward the University of Georgia? Uh, but again, he'll be going to Alabama this weekend, and then he'll uh, make a, a visit to Texas, the University of Texas, I think the following weekend. So, you know, nobody really, he hasn't really given any kind of indication as to where he might end up. But, you know, for those who maybe have a little more insight than some of the rest of us, maybe a little more communication with the Manning clan, it does seem as if uh, Georgia and, um, and Texas seem to be the uh, top contenders for Arch Manning. That does not mean that Alabama has given up and uh, they'll put on the full court press with Arch Manning uh, this coming weekend. Obviously, they'll roll out the red carpet and more uh, over in Tuscaloosa for Arch Manning and his visit. Uh, also, you know, it's speculated that uh, 
Arch will be also visiting uh, Florida and LSU uh, sometimes, uh, sometime in the near future. And uh, so, you know, there's really no news. No, like, like, hey, uh, Napoleon, how you doing? Napoleon Russell with us, go dogs. Um, really no new, new news about Arch Manning. It's still up there. Speculation is, speculation is that he will be making his commitment, you know, before the high school season at Isidore Newman High School down in New Orleans where he plays high school football. Now, that's just speculation. He may not make a commitment before, you know, the, the high school season begins. Nobody knows the timeline. So there you go. So, you know, there's really no new insight, no new news on uh, Arch Manning. And uh, we, we'll see. But it's apparent that the University of Georgia has gone all in to get Arch Manning to make a commitment to the University of Georgia. They, 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 you know, they're putting on the, the show to try to get Arch Manning to come. That would be a great thing. I saw where his NIL value, I don't know how they, you know, how they calculate NIL, name, image, likeness, value, you know, how much money a, a kid can make on signing autographs or using his image uh, to endorse something or uh, likeness or something like that. But his NIL value is is uh, around $3.1 million, according to those who know. So, you know, he'll come to the University of Georgia, he'll attend classes, hopefully, so he can stay on the football team, and, and then he'll uh, reap the benefits of uh, the new NIL situation in college football and take home a little tidy sum of $3.1 million or more. It could be even more than that. So there you go. Uh, let's see, Phil Steele, uh, you know, he, he's, he's a very respected college football writer, Phil Steele. Uh, and this time, uh, it's that time of the year when he will, you know, look forward to the coming season and he will give out some of his uh, predictions, uh, you know, for uh, who's, who's going to win the national championship, who's going to be in the top 10, who's going to make the playoffs, who's going to be All-Americans. And he'll, um, you know, make um, predictions about each team. He'll look at each team. Uh, very good, very good resource. Very respected. Well, he has uh, Phil Steele's college football preview is coming out um, sometime soon, very soon. I think this weekend, maybe. Uh, but he, uh, we, we have a release of Phil Steele's college football previews preseason top 40. And so he, he's ranked the top 40 teams in his estimation for the coming college football season. And Phil Steele has Alabama at number one, Ohio State at number two, Georgia at number three. Now that's pretty consistent with uh, most other like publications, Athlon Sports and most other uh, publications, you know, that's pretty consistent. Uh, Alabama, number one, Ohio State, number two, and Georgia, number three. And then uh, Phil Steele has Clemson at four, Michigan, five, Utah at uh, six, Notre Dame at seven, Oklahoma, number eight, Texas A&M, number nine, and Oregon, number 10. Uh, so that is Phil Steele's top 10 uh, of course, you know, it's for whatever it's worth. It's, uh, you know, a prediction of a pro projection of the coming season. So Phil still says, hey, the Bulldogs are good. And, uh, you know, if you, you know, who's ever in the top four has a chance to win the national championship. I mean, you know, 
So that would be Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. And all these teams. Michigan's going to be pretty good. Utah's going to be pretty good. So anyway, that's what Phil Steele is uh, saying. Uh, 247 Sports, a great resource for college uh, football information, has named the top 25 most important people in the 2022 college football playoff race. You know, the, the top 25 most important players are people. It's not just players, but it also can be coaches. Uh, in the 2022 college football playoff race. See, this is the kind of thing you do in the offseason <laughs> when there's no games to talk about. You, you, you talk about things like, hey, let's make a list of the 25 most important people for the uh, college football playoff race. You know, and you sit down and you do that, and then you write a story, and you, you've uh, filled up some space. But, you know, 247 Sports, uh, it's, it's a very good uh, resource for college football information, obviously. And here's why they say, uh, they, the 247 Sports lists Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett IV as the fifth most important person in the 2022 college football playoff race. Number one, according to 247 Sports, is Caleb Williams. Um, also on the list, uh, ahead of uh, Stetson Bennett, is Nick Saban. So it's not just players, it's coaches, too. Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney. Offensive defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. And then Stetson Bennett follows those. So uh, they uh, 247 Sports has Caleb Williams. Um Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, offensive uh, Ohio State uh, defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. That's the top four, and then Stetson Bennett the fourth. And here's some, you know, just to put it into perspective, I know, you know, Stetson Bennett still, you know, he, he, a lot of people are still not sold on Stetson Bennett. Hey, Jama Smith, good to have you with us tonight. Uh, let's go champs, indeed. But, you know, listen, listen listen, to Stetson Bennett's statistics. I mean, the dude has produced for the University of Georgia. Here's his, here's his career statistics so far at the University of Georgia. He has completed 291 of 469 passes. He's thrown for 4,301 yards. He's thrown for 39 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. He's rushed for 325 yards and four touchdowns. And as he uh, comes into his final season at the University of Georgia, he is eighth in Georgia history in passing yardage uh, behind Mike Bobo, Quincy Carter, and Matthew Stafford. He is sixth in touchdown passes behind uh, Matthew Stafford, Eric Zire, David Green, his 160.6 career passer rating is the best all-time in program, uh, program history among quarterbacks with 400 or more pass attempts. Uh, he is seventh in, uh, in touchdown passes, three behind Carter, Stafford, Zaire, and Green. So, you know, for whatever you can say about Stetson Bennett the fourth, whatever your opinion may be about him, he has produced and he has done a... <laughs> Do we need to say it? He's done a fabulous job for the University of Georgia. So, um, hey, Coach Destin, he, apparently he's going to be the starting quarterback. Obviously, that's going to happen. Uh, but the Georgia quarterback room, obviously, pretty stacked. 
and you throw in Arch Manning as the recruit, and it's really going to be stacked, and hopefully that'll happen. All right, what are the most important SEC games coming up in the coming season? Okay, well, yeah, we've got a list of games that we think are going to be very important in the upcoming 2022 uh, football season. Um, and, you know, some of them, Ole Miss at Arkansas. Now, that's going to be a very entertaining game. It will be in Fayetteville, November 19th. That'll be a pretty good game. Ole Miss, you know, a dark horse to um, maybe win the SEC West if Alabama stumbles, Texas A&M stumbles or something. Arkansas coming off a pretty good season. Uh, that'll be a good game. Ole Miss at Arkansas. Auburn at Alabama. Uh, what more can you say? The Iron Bowl. You know, what more can you say? That's November 26th. Alabama at LSU, November 5th. Yeah, Alabama will be traveling uh, down to Baton Rouge. Auburn at uh, Georgia, October the 8th. Now, that's going to be a very significant game, obviously, in the uh, on the SEC schedule. Auburn at Georgia. Auburn looking to regain some of its status as an elite team in the SEC. Um, fortunately, Auburn has to travel to Georgia between the hedges. So, uh, you know, uh, that'll be a good game. Uh, yeah, you, some of these games are obvious. Florida at Georgia, October 29th. You know, uh, some of the players in Florida already talking some smack <laughs> against Georgia. Don't really know how smart that is at the moment. But, you know, some uh, Georgia players cannot contain themselves. Uh, Billy Napier, the new head coach at Florida, uh, a lot of momentum down in Gainesville. Uh, they feel pretty good about their ball club. So that'll be a good game, obviously. And usually the winner of that game wins the SEC East. And, and that's the way it's been for the past several years. Another significant game, Alabama at Arkansas. On October the 1st, Alabama at Arkansas in Fayetteville. That's, you know, Alabama, uh, Arkansas had a great season last year, 9-4. and four. Uh, beat Penn State in the Outback Bowl. Um, and remember last year, Arkansas almost pulled the upset against Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Uh, I mean, and, and you could rightfully say Alabama uh, escaped with a victory over Arkansas last year. That game was in Tuscaloosa. So Alabama at Arkansas, that'll be October 1st. Kentucky at Ole Miss. You know, that, that'll be an interesting game. Any game with Ole Miss and, and uh, Kiffin in it <laughs> is going to be uh, very interesting. Uh, Lane Kiffin, that's uh, going to be an interesting game. So you got Kentucky at Ole Miss, Alabama at Tennessee. You know, Tennessee, you know, expectations are high for this season at Tennessee up in uh, Knoxville. So Alabama will travel to Tennessee October 15th. Georgia at Kentucky, November 19th. We're talking about significant games in the SEC next year. Georgia at Kentucky. Georgia leads the all-time series, by the way, 61 to 12. 61 wins, 12 losses. And Georgia has currently won 12 games in a row against Kentucky. But on uh, November 19th, Georgia will travel to Lexington to take on the, uh, the Wildcats. So that'll be a significant game. Arkansas at Texas A&M, again, you know, the, that'll be, this is September 24th. It's an early uh, early season game, part of the early uh, season games. 
Arkansas and Texas A&M. That'll be a significant game. Tennessee at UGA, November the 5th. You know, Tennessee feels pretty good about their team, and they think they're ready to challenge Georgia. So uh, that'll be at um, Sanford Stadium. Ole Miss at uh, Texas A&M. Again, an Ole Miss game. Texas A&M, October 29th. That'll be an interesting game. The balls will be flying in that game, and uh, that'll be interesting. Also, another significant game, Alabama at Ole Miss. Hey, let's get our popcorn ready. We're ready to go, right? Uh, Lane Kiffin versus Nick Saban. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. Uh, so uh, Alabama at Ole Miss. And another significant game, and, and the last one we'll look at in uh, for the upcoming 2022 season. Texas A&M at Alabama. Texas A&M at Alabama. Must see TV unless you can get a ticket to attend the game. Obviously, the war of words between uh, Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban uh, really adds uh, another layer to this uh, game. Texas A&M at Alabama. It's going to be a football game, but more than a football game, it'll be a grudge match. Uh, so those are significant games coming up. So, you know, circle your calendar, make notes, be ready for those games. Obviously, every game Georgia plays is a significant game. Those are some significant games coming up on the SEC schedule. Uh, congratulations to uh, former University of Georgia head coach Mark Rick and All-American running back Garrison Hurst. Uh, coach Rick and Garrison Hurst have been named to the College Football Hall of Fame 2023 ballot. Uh, Rick compiled a UGA record of 145 wins, 51 losses. From 2001 to 2015, he was 85 and 40 in the SEC. He won two SEC championships, went to five SEC championship games, 15 consecutive bowl games, eight top 10 uh, final poll finishes, 42 and two record against non-conference opponents in Sanford Stadium. Named the SEC Coach of the Year in 2002 and 2005. Garrison Hurst uh, averaged 6.8 yards per carry, uh, shattering Bo Jackson's SEC single record season average of 6.4 uh, yards per carry. Hurst also broke three of Herschel Walker's SEC records as well. He's from Lincolnton, Georgia. Uh, he played uh, for... Uh, he was the 1992 Doak Walker Award winner as the most outstanding running back in the country. And so congratulations to Mark Rick and Garrison Hurst. Also on the, uh, the uh, College Football Hall of Fame ballot, Tim Tebow, Reggie Bush, Tony Gonzalez. Uh, all of those uh, players are on the ballot. All In all, there are, there are 80 players on the on the uh, College Football Hall of Fame ballot, nine and nine coaches as well. Also nominated, uh, Marvin Harrison, Ray Lewis, Alex Smith, Marshawn Lynch, and Larry Coker, uh, coach. Larry Coker, who coached at, uh, mainly at Miami and a couple of other places as well. So there you go. Coach Rick should be uh, elected to that, that, in my humble opinion. Of course, uh, we have a good friend, Jan Bailey, who is uh, will be inducted this year into the College Football Hall of Fame. He's already in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's already in Canton, Ohio, 
uh, and uh, you know, a pro football hall of famer. And now he's, he will be inducted into the college football hall of fame. I think the induction ceremony is sometime in December, something like that. So, so go coach Rick and uh, Garrison Hurst well-deserved those nominations. And we hope that they get elected. Uh, so what is the sec going to do when Oklahoma and Texas join the conference in 2025? But there is a report today that uh, Oklahoma and Texas may come into the conference as early as 2023. Hmm. There, there's a lot of realignment going on. Uh, the Big 12 or something like that has added a bunch of um, uh, several teams, including BYU and what Houston and a couple of other teams. So the speculation is uh, uh, right now, Oklahoma and Texas are set to join the conference in 2025. It could come earlier. And so, you know, there, there was the SEC meetings uh, down in Destin, Florida, a couple of weeks ago, and it was uh, projected or speculated that a, a decision would be made on how, you, how you're going to schedule, the SEC schedule, uh, with Oklahoma and Texas coming into the conference. But no decision was made, but it, the, the, there's going to be two choices, apparently. The SEC may go to a nine-game schedule. Now, what that means is that every every SEC team will play nine other SET, SEC teams when Oklahoma and Texas come into the conference. And uh, so, what what that means you'll you'll have nine games, and every SEC team will have three permanent opponents in the conference that they will play every year. For instance, Georgia will permanently play. Why? Uh, the, the Auburn, that would be one of them. And, uh, you know, and, and, and what we're talking about, uh, there'll be three teams that the SEC, each SEC team will play every year. Then it will rotate with, you know, six other teams uh, that will be on a rotation basis. So eventually, you know, one SEC team will play all the other SEC teams, you know, within a few years. Or it could go, the, the model could go to eight uh, games with one permanent opponent, you know? So you'd have just one permanent opponent per team. And supposedly for Georgia, that would be Auburn. And then there would be a rotation and the divisions would disappear. There would be no SEC East and there'd be no SEC West. There'd just be the SEC and then they'd have a formula, you know, for whoever wins the conference wins the conference. And then you have a formula for who they're going to play in the conference championship game, you'd still have a conference championship game, mainly because of money. It generates a tremendous amount of money. So anyway, we're going to keep an eye on that. The uh, decision will be announced, you know, maybe sometime soon. Hey, Charles Thomas, go dogs. Absolutely. Let me run out quickly the uh, 2022 football schedule for Georgia. Just to give you a reminder, September 3rd, Oregon, 3.30 p.m., on a ABC, uh, September 10th, Samford in Sanford Stadium. First home game for Georgia at 4 p.m. Uh, September 17th, South Carolina, 12 noon start. That'll be in uh, South Carolina, in Columbia. Uh, September 24th, Kent State comes to Georgia. That'll be a 12 p.m. start. And that'll be one of those weird games where it's only on the Internet. Or as a good friend of mine says, only on the Internet. Uh, you know, it, it'll only be online. You, you, it won't be on a, like a, a broadcast station. And so all of the mamas and the daddies and the grandpas and the grandmas will be calling their children and grandchildren saying, why can't I find the University of Georgia? And they'll have 
you know, the kids will have to have to help them to find it online. Uh, let's see. Uh, October 1st, you got at Missouri. Uh, no time announced for any of these. Uh, October 8th, Auburn. October 15th, Vanderbilt. Uh, the Missouri game is the away game. Uh, Auburn and Vanderbilt will be at Georgia. Then September 29th, that's against Florida. That will be a 3.30 p.m. game, obviously on CBS. Um, let's see, November 5th, Tennessee. November 12th, at Mississippi State. And, uh, you know, if Georgia is undefeated by that time and they go to Starkville on uh, November the 12th, that's going to be an interesting game in Starkville. Mississippi with those crazy cowbells, um, boy, that'll that'll be that'll be yeah a slobber knocker as we used to say, and then November nineteenth, Georgia will go to Kentucky. Then uh, on the September twenty sixth, the annual game against the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, and that'll be a home game as well. So that's your twenty twenty two schedule. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go get them. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. So recruiting is always on our mind, especially this time of the year. A lot of recruits coming in and out of the university of Georgia. Where do we stand now? Where does Georgia stand now? As far as rankings are concerned for the 2023 recruiting class. Well, according to 247sports.com, here's their rankings for 2023. Now this is very early. It's going to change as you know, players come in and they make their commitments and you, you, it's going to change. Notre Dame so far has the number one class in the 2023 rankings. Texas Tech, number two. Cincinnati, number three. I, you know, how do they determine that? You know, they go by the, you know, the four-star, five-star, nine-star, whatever it is. And they, you know, they have a different formula. Uh, Northwestern, the number four ranked uh, recruiting class for 2023. Penn State, number five. Ohio State, number six. Arkansas, seven. Clemson, number eight. Georgia, number nine. So right now, you have Georgia at number nine in the overall rankings for the 2023 recruiting class. Now, obviously, that's going to change. And uh, as players uh, make a commitment, you don't see Alabama. Alabama's down on the list. Number 10 is Louisville. And uh, so, you know, that's going to change. But Georgia's going to climb up there, and you'll see uh, Alabama up there and Texas A&M and whatever, whatever. You know, my wife and I, we love America's Got Talent. You know, there's a lot of, um, can I be a TV critic for a moment? There's a lot of junk on uh, television <laughs> these days, and that's my humble opinion. There's a lot of stuff we don't want to watch on television these days. But we love to watch America's Got Talent. It's just a fun show, you know? And, and I love it when, you know, there's people who obviously have no talent, and they know they have no talent, but they get their moment of fame. They're two minutes of fame when they come on the stage and they do something crazy and whatever, you know. Or, uh, but but it, yeah, it's a fun show. But tonight, as we tape this, as we tape this program today, or as we are on live today, and we are live, by the way. There I am. I'm live. But 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 tonight, as we're we're live today, uh, tonight at eight o'clock, Tuesday, at eight o'clock, Tuesday. What is it? June, what is the thing here? What is it? Oh, June 14th. Tuesday, June 14th. Tonight at 8 p.m. Very interesting. Remember Georgia football standout Isaiah McKenzie? I mean, the dude was so fast. 
Um, he, he was a, a you know kickoff return punt return specialist at the University of Georgia, wide receiver. Had a great career at the University of Georgia, uh, and he's now a part uh, with uh, the Buffalo Bills. He was drafted by the Denver Broncos, and then he got traded uh, to or traded or either he, he uh, signed as a free agent with the Buffalo Bills. Just signed a three-year extension with the Buffalo Bills. Isaiah McKenzie, just as fast as lightning. He's 27 years old. Well, Isaiah McKenzie and 12 other NFL players are going to be singing on America's Got Talent tonight. Uh, a choir, a 12-member choir made up of NFL players, including Isaiah McKenzie, <laughs> will be singing on uh, America's Got Talent tonight. They'll be singing the song, Lean On Me. So there you go. Isaiah McKenzie, he's 5'8". Uh, he was a teammate with Sonny Michelle, played for three seasons at the University of Georgia, caught 44 passes, 633 yards, seven touchdowns as a junior. He was a kickoff returner, punt returner, fast as light, lightning. And so Isaiah McKenzie and a choir, a 12-member choir of NFL players will be singing, Lean On Me. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, Lean On Me tonight. On America's Got Talent, um, McKenzie was asked if he was nervous about singing on America's Got Talent. He said, not really. He, he said recently, you know, McKenzie said recently he's the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> Did he say that? He said that about himself. Isaiah McKenzie said he was the most interesting man in the world. Okay. And the face of the franchise, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but he says he knows he's going to get it from his teammates. And, but that'll be interesting. That'll be a lot of fun. And I think, I think you know, if you win the thing, if you win America's Got Talent, you get a million bucks. So I think they're singing for charity or something like that. If they win, if they win, you never know. So that'll be interesting. Um, so we'll be watching that. Let's see. Let's hurry. Yeah, I know. We need to hurry. Uh, Phil Steele, again, we mentioned him. He has uh, He's announced his first and, and second and third team All-American teams, you know, preseason All-American teams. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, DeMond, how you doing, my man? What is your thoughts about the new NFL thing? You know, I think it's gotten out of hand. I think it had, you know, it, it was it was – something that was intended to help players. Uh, it, 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 but it's gotten out of hand, and I just, it's somehow, way, there's got to be, and now the genie's out of the bottle, so I don't know how it's going to work, but somehow, some way, somehow, some way, there's got to be, I think, some controls put on the NIL thing. I mean, I'm not opposed to the players, uh, you know, benefiting from their name, image, and likeness, the schools they play for make millions and millions and millions and millions of, of uh, thank you, Damon. Uh, I appreciate that. My favorite waiter. One of these days, I'm going to make it to where he is and let him wait on me. He's a good guy. Um, but, you know, I don't, the NIL thing, boy, I hope, I, you know, somehow, some way, it's got to get under control or whatever. There's so many opinions about it. 
I just don't know how you're going to do it. I just, I don't know how it's going to be done. Um, we'll see. I, <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. I have no idea how it's, how it's going to be controlled. It's it's good in some ways, bad in some ways. I, You know, I sound like a politician. Well, it could be good and it could be bad. <laughs> Maybe I'll run for something. Uh, let's see. Anyway, Phil Steele have released his uh, preseason All-American teams, first team, second team, third team. Uh, on the first team from the University of Georgia, tight end Brock Bowers. Last season, Bowers had uh, 56 receptions, 882 yards, 13 touchdowns. What a great season Brock Bowers had. First team defense, uh, according to Phil Steele, uh, defensive tackle Jalen Carter. He's going to have a monster year. I just feel it in my bones. Last year, he had 37 tackles, three sacks for the season. Second team defense, defensive back Kaylee Ringo. At 34 tackles, one sack, uh, two interceptions. Return one of those interceptions for a touchdown. Also second-team defense, according to uh, Phil Steele, defensive back Christopher Smith. Uh, Christopher had, you know, he had a great season last year. Chris Smith did. Uh, and he was injured, right? He was injured for some of it, but came, it came back and had a great season. 34 tackles, three interceptions, one touchdown. Third-team uh, offense. According to Phil Steele, offensive guard Warren Erickson. Well, there you go. Uh, that, that's according to Phil Steele. Uh, what a, well, okay. According to something called Winnespedia. Winspedia. Winspedia. Is that right? Excuse me, I got to scratch my nose. Winspedia. Um, the, the, the most successful college programs in history. Okay. Um, and they have a formula, winning percentage, national championships, conference championships, bowl games, total wins, bowl record, All-Americans, Heisman Trophy winners, NFL uh, draft picks, first-round draft picks. I'm sorry, some kind of bug is trying to get me. Um, so what are the top 10, um, <clears throat> what are the top 10 College uh, football programs. All right, Andrew Foster, what are your thoughts on the UGA tight end squad being named the number one stack position in college football? Um, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Darnell Washington, Brock Bowers, Oscar Delp. I mean, you you that that tight that tight end that is absolutely the best tight end squad in the country. Uh, you know, they're athletic, they're big, they're fast, they can catch. They can block, you know, that tight end, that tight end room is stacked for the University of Georgia. And uh, Todd Monken, the uh, offensive coordinator for the University of Georgia, uh, you know, I think you're going to see even more. He deployed tight ends last season. I think you're going to see that even in a greater way uh, on, uh, on, you know, in, in the coming season. So I, I think... Um, you know, I, I think I think overall uh, the, the Georgia offense is going to be better than it was last year. Now there's a concern about running backs and, you know, inexperience in the running back room. But I can tell you there's talent there. There is deep talent there. Kendall Milton and, and all of those guys, and you got some new guys coming in. Uh, I think Georgia offensively, I think is going to be better than they were last year, much better. I think it's going to be much better. And I think it, to some extent, Georgia's offense is going to have to be better because you can't expect 
the Georgia defense to be what it was last year. Now, the Georgia defense is going to be very good. It'll be one of the top two, three, four defenses in the country. But you can't expect, you know, that, that Georgia defense for this year to replicate what the Georgia defense did last year. I mean, all of those guys going to the NFL, the first draft picks and all of that. So I think um, I, I, the, the, Georgia's going to be good. I'm just telling you. Georgia's going to be good. Now, I don't know how Ohio State stacks up, you know, and what that program looks like because I'm not a big, big Ten kind of guy. I guess they're pretty – you know, I know they're going to be good. And Alabama, obviously, is going to be good. But Georgia's going to be very good. Now, people, Georgia is going to be very good. Um, you know, they take care of Oregon. Georgia's a 17-point favorite over Oregon. So, uh, Georgia's going to be very good. And uh, most, most prognosticators have Georgia going undefeated in the regular season. So, you know, uh, there you go. So, anyway, all right, here's the top 10, the top 10 best college football programs of all time. And, you know, they, they use a, all this criteria to say who's the best. Georgia number 10. Georgia number 10, LSU, then Nebraska. Michigan, Michigan's won 11 national championships. Hadn't won one lately, but Michigan, Texas, Notre Dame, number five. You know, we're counting down to number one. Ohio State, number four. Oklahoma, number three. USC, number two. Now, USC hadn't been there, you know, in the past few years, but this is overall, you know, what, what the best college football programs of all time. Uh, USC, number two. Number one, Alabama. I, you know, I wouldn't quibble with that. I, I'd say that's that's about right. I mean, I mean, you know, how can you argue uh, with that? So Georgia's number 10. We'll, we'll, we'll hopefully see Georgia climb up that ladder. Now, listen, um, <laughs> you gave me this. You want me to talk about this. Okay. You know, we have a, we have a good friend. And he says, look, you need to talk to the guys. You know, you need to talk to the guys. So I said, okay, we'll talk. To, what, are we, what are we going to talk to the guys about? About this wedding thing, you know, about guys getting married. Well, I said, well, I'm for that. Me and my dear bride, I have a beautiful wife, caring, loving, kind, gracious, put up with me. We'll be celebrating very soon a very significant wedding anniversary, happily married. I'm all for guys getting married to the right lady and the right lady getting married to the right guy, right? So, you know, he says, but you need to talk. You need to talk to the guys so they can talk to their fiancés. I said, well, what about, what am I going to do? You know, I'm a football guy. What am I going to, what am I going to talk about? And they said, well, you need to help them to understand how important it is that you don't schedule a wedding on a Saturday in September, October, November, or December. You just don't do that. You know, most weddings happen on a, happen on a Saturday, you know. Some on a Sunday, I guess. Most happen on a Saturday. People are off work generally. And he said, you need, you need to tell the guys and the gals, don't, don't do that because the wedding could compete with a significant college football game. 
And so I'm going to do my due diligence. Hey, guys and gals, if you're planning on getting married, don't don't schedule. If you want guys to attend, don't. By the way, if you want to, you want guys to come to your wedding, just feed them. You know, most guys, you know, no, no, most guys don't get up in the morning and say, hey, I get to go to a wedding today. You know, it's, it's, you know, okay. So if you want guys to come to your wedding, just feed them. Just give them something to eat, you know, and and they'll tolerate it. They'll go and they'll enjoy it. You know, weddings are, you know, mostly for the ladies and they enjoy it. And, you know, they love the, the sights and the sounds and the beautiful dresses and all that. And guys tolerate it. That's just the way it is. So, uh, but also too, you know, be careful about when you schedule the wedding. Don't do it in September, October, November, or December. If you slip up somehow and you do schedule a wedding on a Saturday during those months, on the day that there's a significant game that needs to be watched, be sure at the reception you have a big screen TV that's showing the game. <laughs> Is that what I'm supposed yeah, I know. I know. Listen, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, any Saturday during those months, you're good. You're good. Saturdays, September, October, November, and December, just use your discretion. And I would advise you, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Okay, I'm going to get out of here before I get in any more trouble. Hey, it's good to have you with us. UGA Football News on Facebook and Instagram. By the way, if you're a Facebook uh, fan of UGA Football News and you have not checked us out on Instagram, I encourage you to do that. UGA Football News on Instagram. We have over 100 and what, 22 followers, 1,000 followers or something like that. Big following on uh, our Instagram page as well as our Facebook page. And we're looking forward to the kickoff coming up for the new football season. Thank you for joining us tonight. It's been a lot of fun it's good to be with you. And we'll close out by always saying, go dogs. Thank you for joining us for this edition of today's sports report. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs. Go dogs.